Hello, this is St. Mary's Prayer Center Ministry calling today to see if you need urgent prayer. If you would like to have someone from our center pray for you, please press 1. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Yep, it's Y'all Heard. A podcast with me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips, are like, uh... I didn't think of this one. Good. Ooh, we're like we're like the needle on the record player because like you have all these ridges in the record and everything, but like once you drop the needle, that's us talking to you and giving you like playing it clearly and so you can understand it. <laughs> Except imagine <laughs> the needle is a broken one because Pete and I are both broken. <laughs> in other words, he saw you things you didn't know. You needed to know. And we're not related. Much more succinct, as usual. Uh, Pete, I was... Tell me anything. <laughs> Pete, tell me anything. <laughs> it's been it's been alright. It's been a weird week because... I, this is I'm not exaggerating. On Friday, I walked out of my office, and by the time I got to my car, I had, like, a... Like, I couldn't walk right. My back, just, like, something went wrong in my back... So normally when your back hurts, you can lay on your back and like take a load off and it doesn't hurt. But it only hurt when I laid down. Oh. (laughs) But I still insisted on laying down (laughs) because what else are you supposed to do when you feel like crap? So I, uh, I did that and it just wouldn't stop hurting. But, um, yeah, I did that for a while. It stopped hurting today. Okay. But it did hurt yesterday. But yeah, it hurts when I wake up in the morning, and um, you know, I'm just old, I guess. I don't really know why else. I don't know. But I have to help my sister move, so it's got to clear up in two days. <laughs> um, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. And congratulations to Chrissy on her move. Yeah. That's Pete's sister. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at your sister. I'm laughing that I don't know what else to say. Is there anything else you want to share? This week I made chocolate, peanut mm-hmm. butter, oatmeal cookies. They were good. Okay. Speaking of cookies, I just ate a CBD cookie that did nothing. That's my experience with CBD oil. Yeah. Not to be confused with an edible, just a CBD cookie. And it was, this one was like chocolate. And I was like, uh, no, chocolate oil does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I had a vegan oatmeal cinnamon raisin. With spool, oh, spool, with full spectrum hemp extract. Oh, I just read that, and I was reading an article about how like there's two types of CBD, and one of them is nonsense. I might have just got the nonsense one. I think you might have, yeah. Yeah, I think the hemp derived CBD <laughs> is pointless. Uh, and I got the oil, and I was like, let me try the prescribed amount, and this is what you shouldn't do. Well, that didn't do anything. Let me try twice as much the next yeah, day. Yeah, something. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, other things happen, but whatever. <laughs> I spent a... Uh... Uh, this week, the show is brought to you by Avoidance. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going through a mental issue. And my icebreaker is not going to help. Icebreaker. Marissa, I've been listening to this podcast called Creepy Stories to Tell on the Podcast. And it's roughly about the story series creepy stories to tell in the dark okay 
sometimes they read a story and they talk about it, and sometimes they just talk about like urban legends and creepy pastas and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Today, <laughs> moments, hours ago, maybe I was listening to the show and they had a question, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to make that the icebreaker question." That was before we had our conversation before the show about how my life is in shambles. And the question is, <laughs> what is the best way you can imagine dying? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like the best I, possible death that you could have. <laughs> I always used to say dying in my sleep, but then like I was reading an article about like, do we really know that that's painless? And like, no, we don't. Especially like if it's like in a dream. Maybe. See, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like if I talk it, I'm going to cause it to happen. Maybe a brain. I don't know, do you think a brain aneurysm hurts very long. I mean, if it does, what's long? I don't know. Like, I don't want pain more than a second. <laughs> I don't know. I, a yeah. second long pain aneurysm when I'm very old and sleeping. A brain aneurysm in my sleep <laughs> when I'm on an edible. <laughs> there we go. How about you? The co-host of the podcast said getting shot in the back of the head. No, my, no. Getting my face blown off from behind. That's, That's what she disgusting. said. I also like to think of like, even though this is not part of it, I also like to think of ways that wouldn't traumatize whoever finds me or is near right. me. Right. And she eventually came to that conclusion. Anna Dresden, she was like, oh, but I guess that wouldn't be so good for my mom. Yeah, exactly. Also, why are you committing to the notion that your mother would know? You know, you're going to tell me that it's silly, but if you could promise me I'll die from it and that I wouldn't see it coming, I got to tell you, the best case scenario would be a piano falling on me. You're weird. Why? I think that'd be hilarious. (laughs) You mean during? People would be like, that doesn't happen, but it happened. (laughs) But that'd be so sad. And I'm like, ew, that would be so... There'd be body parts probably around. Right, but they could just like scrape me together and throw me in the furnace. I think it's less funny than you think it is. (laughs) Definitely less funny. (laughs) Woo, Okay. Everyone, ask your loved one. What's the best way they can die? Yeah, and then uh, also get some life insurance. Oh, um, fun conversation. There was, like, optional life insurance, and they were like, do you want it? And I was like, no. I don't want to, like, talk about my death. And then my parents found out, and they were like, what the fuck? What if you die? You don't want it to get money? And I was like, what the fuck? And they were just like, no, for your funeral call. And I was like... I was like, how much fucking money could my funeral cost? Do whatever you want. And then I, they were like, a lot. And I was like, oh, Yeah, God. so there's expensive plans for your funeral. <laughs> so, Like the I'm pyrotechnics alone are going to maybe get covered by your insurance. <laughs> I used to like want like something fancy to happen to my dad. Now I'm like, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, now I'm opting in so that my parents don't resent me if I die unexpectedly. Do you have to pay and, for it? No. Okay, yeah. But I was just like, I don't want it. Go away. <laughs> I'll never die. Yeah. Anyway. Um, speaking of dying. Speaking of dying, I bet you're all dying to know what the difference is between Amish and Mennonites. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently went to Lancaster, which is known as, like, Amish country. And if, do most, most people know what that is, right? <laughs> Lancaster like, or Amish country? Uh, Amish people. I would think so. Amish people okay, are actually spread across the country. Okay. I'm jumping in assuming you at least have a knowledge of what they are. Um, but anyway, so like we were there and there were like a lot of people like on horse and buggies. There were a lot of people on these like 
scooters, like like they like a kick scooter, not like a right. electric yeah. scooter. And I was like, oh, Amish, okay, whatever. We were driving by. There were people like mowing their lawns that looked Amish, and I was like, what? Who's Amish and who's Mennonite? This still doesn't really unlock which ones are Amish and which are Mennonite. But I was like, what's the difference? Like, I don't really know, like, what exactly is the difference between Amish and Mennonite. So I did a little research. I will say this research told me a lot more about Amish than Mennonites. Because I guess, first of all, there's like a billion types of Mennonites. But also, like, Amish have more clear-cut rules. Mennonites feels just more like a denomination that could be living It's like disco Amish. Yeah, disco Amish is a is a sect. Like no but, rules, just no. men and night. <laughs> they have way less rules. I will say the most interesting thing that I didn't realize though that my parents told me, and I thought they just got their information wrong because I don't have faith in my parents' accuracy, is that all Amish are Mennonites. However, not all Mennonites are Amish. Mm, so like squares and rectangles. I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, the Amish actually came from the Mennonites. And in my mind, it went the other way around. Yeah, me too. So, also, I just realized that, I don't know why, but autocorrect made Amish turn into Amisha uh, throughout this document. I think I you mean Amisha? Oh, Amisha. Yeah, like Amisha, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Menno Simmons was the Mennonite leader, which two, emerged... Two on the nose. <laughs> Why? Menno Simmons. Oh, yeah, but not the Simmons. <laughs> okay. So Menno, he was the Mennonite leader, which emerged in the midst of the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century. Mennonites identify as Anabaptists. Do you know what that means, Pete? Sounds like anti-Baptist. No, no, not yet that. <laughs> there are people who believe that baptism should happen during adulthood, not as a child, because okay. you should be able to make your own, like, personal decision if you want to follow Christ instead of, like, you being baptized as a baby. Um, so, both the Mennonites and Amish are, are Anabaptists. So, in 1693, however, a Anabaptist leader named Jacob Amman did not believe that the Mennonites were doing a good enough job, like, shunning out the worldliness of you know, the non-Mennonites. And he felt that the Mennonite church was not strict enough. And he separated to create the Amish. Both of them agree in adult baptism. And one of their central tenets is to practice pacifism. So none of them believe in, like, war and things like that. But overall, the Amish follow a stricter doctrine. Among the differences between the two, some of the most well-known include the fact that the Amish create their own communities that are like somewhat isolated from the rest of the secular world. However, Mennonites do not. Mennonites live amongst us. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't uh, and Amish hold much stricter rules. Amish, most people know that Amish do not use electricity. Uh, horse and buggy is the general method of transportation, and they generally dress more plain than most people. Uh, Mennonites, however, on a whole, do not have uh, such restrictions. So, as I said, there are certain Mennonite sects that have stricter rules than others. But so, basically, just to give you a firmer understanding, I'm going to highlight some basic things about the Amish and basic things about the Mennonites. Because I realized, I guess, I didn't know that much about them. So, generally, you might already know this, but farming is at the center of most Amish lives. And as they modernize. Um, you know, they, they delve into other things. They're not all farmers. A lot of woodwork. 
Yeah, there is a lot of woodwork. A lot of them um, have become involved in business enterprises, uh, most notably carpentry or sales of farm products. Amish furniture gallery. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah. Amish furniture is known for its quality craftsmanship. Uh, also, there's a lot of Amish construction crews that can be hired to build houses. Amish or, puppy mills. What? I feel like Amish puppy mills is a thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I didn't see that in my research. Well, I don't, I don't something... know that they would want it out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what they want to be known for. <laughs> my last one was going to be construction crews, and they'll build for Amish or not Amish. But yeah, they're very well maybe Amish puppy mills. Yep, yeah, there are. <laughs> okay, I don't. That's disturbing. Okay, everyone has puppy mills, whatever. But like, that's sad. <laughs> anyway, um, now where are the Amish? As Pete mentioned, they're like all over the country. Uh, but the initial Amish settlement was in Ohio. Uh, but they're now generally in about 30 states uh, as well as Canada. Ohio has the largest Amish population, followed by Pennsylvania and Indiana. So if you're in Pennsylvania, Lancaster is well known for its large Amish community. Pete, do you think Amish people pay taxes? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, yes. Amish people are taxed on their earnings. However, right. they don't tend to earn enough to be taxed. Oh, they didn't say that. It's just said. Oh no, taxed. no, that might not be right. Okay, <laughs> that yeah, sounds it's very judgmental. <laughs> However, they do not pay or collect social security. Uh, they have been exempted by Congress in 1965 because the Amish view social security as a form of commercial insurance, which I guess they're not supposed to be involved with. The community believes, however, that members of the church should care for one another once they have, you know, physical and material needs that they cannot be met. That's sweet, but also that seems a little stressful. But, I mean, as long as they have a whole community, that will take care of them. Yeah. Uh, and Amish are also exempt from military service due to their belief in pacifism, like mm -hmm. I said. Amish life overall is governed by something called, apparently, Ordnung, uh, a German word that means order. Uh, the rules vary from community to community, because the same with Mennonites, like not, not all Amish are exactly the same, uh, but most Amish groups forbid owning automobiles, though I have heard that like there are some workarounds where like an Amish person could go in a non-Amish person's car or something, and they could drive them, as long as they themselves are not driving. That wasn't in my research, but a lot of okay. people talk about that, so it must be based on something. Um, I, I had heard that Amish people can use cell phones too now. Ooh. Depending on like hardships and stuff like that. Like if there's no phone line that comes out to your farm, but you want a phone just in case there's an emergency. Yeah, that's the thing. I think there are a lot of exceptions. I think depending on the, the, the level of strictness in the Amish community, there are a lot of exceptions to make sure like they get stuff done. They're not supposed to use electricity from public utility lines or generally in most cases in general. They forbid using self-propelled farm machinery, uh, owning a television, radio, and computer, but see owning, so it's possible that they are allowed to use other people's. Yeah. And attending high school and college. I don't know why, but that is true that Amish uh, generally... Get your ass out there and work. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like forbid... <laughs> It seems like another thing. You could do both. but So Amish children typically only attend school through the eighth grade. They're not supposed to join the military. And they're not supposed to, interestingly the way this is worded, initiate divorce. But they can, like, I don't, I don't know 
that's a very interesting way to word that. Yeah. Anyway. I kind of wish that the podcast could just be quiet for like three minutes while we contemplate what yeah. that means. <laughs> but you know, if divorce just happens, as long as they don't initiate it. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Some things I'm like, I should have researched it deeper. In situations of domestic violence, maybe? Would that yeah, be a sure situation? I'm no, sure you can't be exceptions. you can't be violent. You're a pacifist. Yeah, I don't yeah, exactly. Not that um, everybody follows everything that they believe. <laughs> true, very true. And photos are banned because they might cultivate personal vanity. No, they might take your soul. Yeah, I did hear that once, but I don't That's not the Amish though. Yeah, I was silly. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, now or whatever. But yeah, the Amish right to end school uh, after eighth grade, which is generally around the age of 14, was confirmed by a 1972 ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court. Sorry, that was a jump around, but that was a, that was a fact I felt was necessary because it's not that okay. long ago. And Amish are not a single unit. Um, there are four main Amish, uh, I guess you could say, groups or sects. There's the Old Order, the New Order, the Beachy Amish? Nope, don't know what that is. And the Amish the Mennonites. Beachy? Beachy, be- like a beach. Like, like I'm going to go to the beach and swim, beachy. With many subgroups and different rules within these larger categories. Um, for instance, oh snap, the Beachy Amish and Mennonites often may drive cars or use electricity, while the others, the Old Order and the New Order, would use horse-drawn buggies. Call your beachy uncle and get him to drive over here and pick us up. <laughs> so maybe the be- maybe the Amish man I saw, because I don't think he was Mennonite, but I don't know, maybe the Amish man I saw mowing his lawn was a beachy or Amish Mennonite. So perhaps the most famous aspect of Amish social life is Rumspringer. You can find like documentaries and various things about Rumspringer on TV, uh, which means running around in the Pennsylvania German dialect. Rumspringer generally begins about at the age of 16, and that's when youth can go uh, socialize more freely with their friends on weekends. From the documentaries I've seen, there is generally a difference between how girls do Rumspringer and boys do Rumspringer. There definitely seems to be more freedom with the men, or at least in the documentary I saw, which I think I saw a peak. It's called The Devil's Playground, guy. Okay. (laughs) So... the guy who was doing Rumspringer got to, like, go out and party, and he ended up getting into drugs. But, like, the girl, like, I don't know. Played like, piano out. or something. She, yeah, she could barely do anything. She was allowed to, like, look at a boy. I'm sorry, that's being flippant. But, like, she was allowed to, like, do barely anything. And uh, apart from introducing and, like, letting young men and women, like, spend more time with each other, this is an important time in Amish youth's lives where they can decide whether or not they want to be baptized and join the Amish church for good or whether they want to leave the Amish community and join secular life. Now, Mennonite. So here's the thing. I was expecting that, like, so much, but, like, like I said, like, I think the Mennonites really just live, um, well, except for certain sects. I feel like a lot of Mennonites, like, you wouldn't look at them and be like, that's a Mennonite, the way, like, you would with an Amish. I was looking at the, uh, what website? Mennonites can bake can bake yeah oh okay that's a very interesting <laughs> like wendy joe hess oh i forgot about that yeah and like yeah we were, okay we went to she sold her bakery yeah we went what she sold it oh that's sad yeah. pursuing new ba- new horizons in life oh, good for her yeah yeah we went to we went to grad school with a mennonite and like i wasn't like oh look she's a mennonite like i don't know she's just whatever the same way like you don't necessarily know you're next to like 
a Lutheran or a Wesleyan. Like, I feel like that's a little bit more in most of the Mennonite churches. Uh, like, I was looking at the Mennonite Church USA, and there were just, like, lots of pictures of Mennonites. Like, there, there wasn't, they couldn't not have their pictures taken, and they just were dressed in, like, regular clothes. Many modern Mennonite churches don't even, like, have any dress codes. But generally, despite this, like, Mennonites are often confused with Amish. But like I said, they were once more closely linked, and then the Amish broke off. Um, but how strict they are really depends on the specific church. Um, there are some conservative sects that encourage modesty and separation from society, and some Mennonite women may wear primarily dresses and head coverings similar to the Amish. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, generally, not generally, uh, there are 40 different Mennonite groups in the United States, and they vary in the way they dress, worship, and relate to the world. Though, so, like I said, there's still that pacifism and belief in being baptized as an adult. For the most part, however, according to the Mennonite Church USA, um, Mennonites welcome others to their churches while Amish are a little bit more, like, secluded from the world. And the Mennonites generally allow the use of technology and allow secular involvement with the world. And that's where it ended with my Mennonite stuff. <laughs> there was, like, other things, but, like, I didn't want to start getting into the, like, details of every single Mennonite church. I kind of want to talk as... Mm -hmm. I felt like that was going to become a whole podcast in itself. So but basically, what... What's the thing... What's the th the thing um, that makes the Mennonites the Mennonites? You know how like there's different parts of Christianity, but they all believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, pacifism, Anabaptism, and ooh, I read something. I wanna if I'm wrong and the Mennonite or a or a whatever or an Amish is listening, please call me out. But if I remember, five seven zero pod one one. It was like, they both had a big emphasis on acts of serving. Okay. And, and I think, like, though, like, Mennonites felt that, like, your faith and, like, attempts to serve others makes you go to heaven. And, like, Amish felt like not faith alone. You have to actively have work. You need to be doing works constantly. Like, what you literally do on earth is how you get into heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Mennonites was more of a focus on beliefs. Amish was more about literally doing the work. Um, again, if I'm wrong, call me out, because I didn't write that one down, but I remember reading it. It fits the, uh, like, it fits all the things that you were talking about in terms of, like, the social security and taking care yeah. of your elders and, yeah, yeah, building your own stuff. There's something very romantic about being a self-sustaining community. <laughs> There's something very romantic about it because I am someone who I think my life is in constant turmoil because there are too many options, because the dating world has too many options. There's a lot the of external forces, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wish sometimes that, like, there was, like, five people I could choose to marry and, like, well, two jobs I could choose and whether or not I had children was decided and, like, where I live was decided and whether or not I need retirement didn't matter. Sometimes I wish that. Yeah. So that's that. Any questions? You already asked a question. That if, I, if I die, does somebody else get to collect my retirement? Doesn't your... Isn't that only if you're married? I better get married then, because people aren't going to scam me out of this money. <laughs> Why are you talking about this? 
Well, you said, do I have any questions? Oh, oh, oh. I, I got died. What? Okay. Um, Very nice, oh. Marissa. Yeah, I had um, I had heard something about cell phones recently. But yeah, and then um, a couple of fun things that you didn't mention were, were shunning. Uh, yeah, tell me more if you'd like. Just like, you know, when somebody does something that doesn't align with the community, they can be shunned and they have to go through the motions, but nobody can acknowledge them. Oh, I think the Amish were also mad that the um, Mennonites weren't shunning enough people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go Mennonite on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did a fine job, Marissa. Thank you. I'm having a hard life. Especially considering your state. <laughs> yeah, so. I didn't go to work today, guys, because I'm unhinged. I don't mean that because I'm wild. I mean, because I was Woo! like, I don't want to face my life. I'm dying inside. Anyway. Plugs. I'm going to plug something. My small joy this week is that I found the Comedy Central show Alternatino. Have you seen okay. it? No. It's a sketch comedy show a la TMP uh, by a Hispanic guy whose name I forget. And not all of them, but I would say like 80% of them are like playing off of Hispanic issues. Like, I never thought I would have legit joy from a skit that was making fun of Trump throwing paper towels into the crowd of Puerto Ricans that just, yeah. like, dealt with the hurricane. And, like, it was just really you, refreshing. You are not all like stuff. <laughs> but he did, a, he did a cute job with, with playing off of that. See, it's just fun. If you're, uh, like, I don't know how funny it is to a non-Hispanic. <laughs> I'm sure it still is, but, like, I can't gauge it. Because some of the things are only funny because I'm like, yeah, am I right? Uh, but, like, if, if you're a Hispanic person... I really recommend it. It's at the very least, like, cute at times. I laugh out loud funny at times. It just makes you feel comfortable because I was just saying, I don't really know the many Hispanic comics that I find, like, hilarious. Like, I can only think of, like, George Lopez, that guy who's, like, I don't know, fake Latino. What is his name? Oh, I don't I don't. Wasn't it said that, like, he wasn't really Latino? George, no. Uh, the really upsetting guy. Mencia? Yeah, Carlos Mencia. Like, he was, like, I don't know. I read something weird about him. And uh, and the guy named Fluffy, do you know who that is? Yes. <laughs> yeah, those are the only I know. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's my plug. How about you? So, I had heard that Bajillion Dollar Properties is on this service called Pluto TV. What is that? What is Pluto TV? Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Pluto TV is this online streaming service that's owned by Viacom and Viacom absorbed Paramount and just like a bunch of other things. And so basically they have this video service where it has a bunch of channels, but everything on the channels is also on demand. And so okay. I was watching Bajillion Dollar Properties, Burning Love Should is I watch on there. it? Is it fun? It's fun, yeah. It, it fills time. Okay. Uh, but, but Burning Love is on there too. Right, and and then they have a channel where it's just Comedy Central all day, and they have like old episodes of At Midnight. They have another period. They have like all right. these shows that were <laughs> that were fam- like popular maybe five or six years ago. And so it's kind of fun to go back and watch them, especially when you're watching topical jokes on At Midnight, which, by the way, would just be 
on fire if it existed right now. Because <laughs> every day in the news cycle is horrible. Yeah, wow. But they also have uh, like channels where you can watch movies and stuff. I watched the bad movie Vacancy, a little bit of that earlier today. And I've seen that like time and time again. But I was like, hey, let's see Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale stuck in a hotel room again. <laughs> What that's called vacancy? I don't know what that is. Don't you don't want to know what it is? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. This is free, or how do I? Or I need to pay, or what? That's the thing. The other thing I love about it, it is it's 100% free. Like why? I don't like it when something is air quote free. Like there's this one free streaming platform called Tubi, for example, and they had this movie. <laughs> that I'd been dying to see for years. I can't even, I think it's called Burning Bright. And it's about two kids who are stuck in a house with a tiger. And they, can't, and they can't get out, and the tiger wants to kill them. And I'm like, for, for the first time I heard about it, I was like, this sounds ludicrous and silly. I can't wait to see it. And like, it's so ludicrous and silly, it didn't appear anywhere. Like, I couldn't... So finally, <laughs> I just saw that it was on... I, I did my usual... You know, once a year search for Burning Bright and what is it streaming on? And it was on this service called Tubi. Well, Tubi is free, but you have to create an account for it. The thing I like about Pluto TV is you don't have to create an account for it unless you want to have like a queue and, you know, create your own lists and personalize things and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So it's totally free and I enjoyed it quite a bit. If you're like trying to just have something on to fill time. Yeah, I always am. So they I have one, alone. one whole channel is just unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack all day long. <laughs> no, I don't think I want that on. <laughs> they also have like sports and they have Latino programming and then just like music choice on your don't cable pander package. Don't to me. I'm not, like, they have um, just a whole bunch of channels that are just music. Cool. Okay. I think I'm going to download that. Pluto TV? Yeah. Cool. Pluto.tv if you're interested, everybody. Because I, uh, I have the Comedy Central app, but it doesn't really let you see that many episodes of certain stuff. So, Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. And I hope your life is better than ours. If you want to tell us the best possible way you could die, you can do that at 570-PODPOD1. <laughs> if, you are, if you're Amish and you're somehow hearing this, get a friend to call 570-PODPOD1 and tell us how we're wrong. Yeah. If, if you Mennonite, are going through a crisis and you want someone who will understand, no matter how much no one understands, we probably will. Yeah. Unless it's like a legit one. Like, like it, oh, yeah. I'm a doctor and like my patient died. I don't know what to tell you. But if you're like, I'm overwhelmed because there are so many people in the world and they look at me, like, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> also worth a note. It does go right to voicemail, so you will not have to actually... No one will ever pick up the phone and make you have a conversation. Yeah, and if you call us, and then you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't call. That was stupid. You could just call us again and be like, just don't listen to it, and we won't. Yeah. You can also text that number if you're interested in that. Speaking of text, you can also follow us at Y'all Heard Pod on Twitter, where we basically just post the episodes every week. We don't really... Sometimes I like retweet stuff that has has to do with shows that we did in the past. Oh, sorry, I was yawning. I didn't yeah. not care about what you said. <laughs> <laughs>
So anyway, everybody, hopefully you are handling life better than us and uh, flourishing out there in the big green world. A month from now, Marissa, we're going to have our two-year birthday for the podcast. When? About a month from now. If you have an idea what we should do, tell us. Yeah, or just start leaving happy birthday messages now. Yeah. Thank you. Five stars on iTunes. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi.